0: This is Joy. And this is Claire. And this is a podcast about soggy bottoms and good bakes. On your marks. Get set. Bake. Bake.
1: (laughs) We're never going to get it together. (laughs) All right. It's Biscuit Week.
0: Biscuit Biscuit Week. week. And this Uh, is the part of Biscuit Week where we remind everyone that in the UK and in Europe, biscuit means cookies. I always forget. I always forget. And not like big just wads of dough that you bake, like it means in the U.S.
1: Right, just the pop and fresh dough biscuits. Right, not those. and
0: if anything, actually, I feel like a biscuit in the U.K. isn't just any type of cookie. It's like a, like sort of a crispy cookie.
1: Yes, a crispy cookie. Mm-hmm. I. What did you think about the opening? It was weird. Where Nolan Matt are biscuits and, and Paul Hollywood eats them. Eats
0: them. <laughs> I was like, okay. I mean. This, there's got to be some like subliminal messaging here, but I'm not going to read into it.
1: <laughs> uh, okay. What's your first note? Lizzie looks like Wilma from the Flintstones. Uh, I totally made a note about her hair. I was like, Lizzie's really... <laughs> And her
0: dress. She had like a, yeah. literally, I think she was trying to dress up like Wilma.
1: Yeah. It was It was kind of cute. And Which I, is I mean, funny
0: because last week, Matt sang the Flintstones theme, sto- theme song to Jürgen in German. And I'm like, mm, I never in my life have I thought so much about the Flintstones.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I definitely made a note about her orange hair. It got, it feel. Yeah. it feels like it got even more orange from last week, yes. but we'll get to that. Uh, my first note was about Noel's ponytail. I also, that was my next note. I didn't, I don't it's, think I've seen him yet on this show. Rock
0: a ponytail. I'm not sure if his hair has been long enough. Like it's definitely been long, but it's been sort of more like Severus Snape long and, Especially when you have, you know, those face framing layers, you can't, it's hard to get it all back there. So maybe it's just that now it's finally getting long enough.
1: That just must feel very freeing for him.
0: But it really, it makes me appreciate like, is he is he always wearing so much eyeliner or are we just, am I just noticing it right now because he doesn't have the Snape bangs?
1: Yeah. I think you're noticing it because of the Snape bangs. Yeah.
0: So then my next note is the opening credits, like where they have, you know, the little girl like making the raspberry cake.
1: Yeah. I just, please never change. Oh, I mean, while that was going, I'm glad you brought that up because I watched this episode with my mom because I'm in the mountains right now. And my mom loves the show as well, but when the credits were rolling, she's like, What is it about this show that everybody loves? And yeah. I'm like, It just, what's not to love? You've got lovely people, you have delicious food, you have funny judges, you have all the colors in the world from Prue. I mean, what is not to love? It's what's just so wholesome. and so it? it's like low it's stakes so, yeah, high stakes low at times. It's not low stress for my mom. She was oh, very your nervous mom. the entire time. Nothing is low time. stress for your mom. No, she gets so nervous when people mess up or when something happens or if they dropped a cookie. She your really mom is just like the quintessential. She just
0: wants everyone to have a good time. She just
1: wants everyone to win. She doesn't. Yeah. I mean, she. we'll get to it. But when Maggie cried during this episode, she about lost oh, it. Oh, your yeah. mom. Yeah, she didn't. Like
0: um, that at all. I mean, that's very fair. I think. Also, I was like talking to somebody recently, and I was like, you know, trying to come up with a icebreaker. And I was like, well, you know, we were talking about TV. I said, Do you watch the Great British Baking Show? And he's like, No, I'm not really into baking. And I was like, No, 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 no. No, you don't understand. You don't have to be into baking, <laughs> it's
1: universal. <laughs> yeah. I wish, I wish more people understood that, uh, that don't watch the show. They're just like, Well, I'm not really into baking. And I'm, like, Well, I'm not either. And I love right. this show. Exactly. I'm doing a podcast about it.
0: <laughs> and then, okay, I have a few more notes. It says, OMG, Giuseppe is so Italian. Every so, time he talks, I'm just like, you
1: cute little Giuseppe. Yeah. When he first mentioned that he was feeling strangely confident, that is what I thought as well. I'm like, yeah, you just, are just everything about hot. him. He just is. Yeah.
0: And then I'm loving Jarzino's shirt. He has like a great little floral print. It looks great on him. It's a great color for him. It's a nice little pattern, understated. Really like it. And then as they're going through and they're talking to people about biscuits, Amanda is like, I make biscuits at home, but it normally takes me three days. And I'm like, how could it pass? How could it take you three days to make a biscuit? Like literally how?
1: Yeah. Do you chill your dough for
0: 72 hours? I don't understand. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So the signature is 24 Brandy Snaps. So a Brandy Snap is a lace biscuit that is coated and it has to be coated, dipped, or filled with something. And they're looking for them to be identical. They're looking for them to be lacy and they're looking for them to be very crispy, Paul says this is going to be an exercise in batch baking. They are very, they look like little brown doilies.
1: That's a perfect example of what they look like. Yeah.
0: So who stood out to you? Again, we have too many to to go through every single one. Right. But overall, people did pretty well here. Nobody like completely flopped. And I feel like the thing with these Brandy Snaps is that they come out. So they come out of the oven. They're paper, paper thin. They're sort of like melted when they come out of the oven and you have to wait for them to cool enough but then get them off your parchment paper or baking sheet and shape them before they get completely cooled down and that you know so you're like handling this very very hot thing and everybody like I you know I think there was a lot of opportunity for messing that up for getting, you know, for not taking them off the baking sheet early enough and having to like scrape them off for them not hardening the correct way. And we really only saw one or two real texture problems, which I thought was great. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah. And I think that going into this, it's very clear that it can go from undercooked to burnt like in a matter of not even minutes, but maybe seconds. (laughs) So. So that's something that is like, just stresses me out when I watch them. Cause I'm like, if you go burnt, I mean, what's worse undercooking it or burning it? I mean, it's just like, yeah, it I happens like, so fast.
0: And it seems like the dough is pretty much just sugar and butter and flour. Like it's really, really, really basic. And then, you know, they're whatever their flavorings are that they're using. So anyway, it's just very, very, very touchy,
1: very touchy. So to answer your question, this, I just have to say, I'm pretty biased to Jurgen these days. Uh oh my God, he's so cute. He's <laughs> the best. The second he starts explaining the structure and construction of his biscuit, I feel like I'm in a physics class. And I'm okay. like,
0: okay, <laughs> Jurgen. Blew my mind this week. Okay, so first of all, we come to find that Jurgen has a master's in physics, which of course he
1: does. Of course he does. But
0: then he says, okay, so Creme Pat, he's making a cup of chai brandy snap. So it's gonna be like in a little cup, and then he has this Creme Pat, which Creme Pat is just the fancy way to say custard. The thing about custard, if you've never made custard, is that as you're making it, it's made out of mostly egg yolks and butter. And as you're making it, it's really easy. To If you heat it up too quickly, then the egg yolks, instead of turning creamy, will scramble. And that's the hardest thing about making custard or creme pat. And he says, I've added a little bit of starch because the starch, and if you add starch to creme pat, the starch wraps around the protein strands in the egg and prevents curdling.
1: Just like that.
0: (laughs) My mind was blown. blown. And I haven't tried this yet, but I'm I'm like, I have to make like a custard pie this week just so I can test this out because Jurgen may have just solved all of our baking problems.
1: Well like, this is another example of when it's great to have anyone who is either a physicist or yes. scientist of some of some genre in a banking competition because it's so much math and so much physics that totally they just really they get it. They get it. We also it's just amazing to watch. Also
0: come to find the next person they they talk to is Giuseppe. It turns out he comes from a family of professional chefs. And like when they say that, the links just all click together.
1: Yes. Right. And he, on another note, starts to really rise from the ashes for me this week.
0: Yeah. Somebody wrote in last week and was like, I can't believe you guys barely barely mentioned Giuseppe. And I feel like last week he wasn't super showy, but I mean, he was showy. Like that, that Jack and the Beanstalk cake was amazing. Right. But yeah, I think that person's right. Like we did not give him his due credit last week for really coming out hot. And this week he just does amazing.
1: Yeah. So we're really Giuseppe. We apologize. You are amazing. And we're going to give you all the credit this week.
0: Okay. Another note. We realized that I was incorrect last week. It is Christelle and her sisters,
1: Chanel and Carell. I made that note too. She, (laughs) Christelle, (laughs) Chanel, and Carell. I mean, can you even in that family? I love them so much. She
0: is making an apple pie slash apple crumble snap and it, it goes great. She has great flavors. It has a good snap. They really like it. And for to go back, Jürgen, um, they also do really like his flavor and textures. He does amazing. And Giuseppe made a Janduja snap. I've never heard of this before. Um, I've never heard of this flavor before with some hazelnuts in it. It's crisp um, and the flavors are a little bit off. They feel like the chocolate doesn't come through as strong as it could, but they really Mm. like it. So the people who don't do so well, first of all, is Maggie, which is heartbreaking. She's going for a classic traditional brandy snap that's going to be like in a little curl and like a little, almost like a little burrito with black
1: currant filling. Which looked in the photos beautiful beautiful and And it actually looked like
0: fine when she made it too but it wasn't quite baked enough it was a little bit chewy she really doesn't do that well she was very
1: flushed about it she was but can i take a detour and talk about her hashtag van life that maggie is oh my gosh van life yes yeah just
0: another reason that maggie is my favorite person on this season like whether or not she goes far I mean, there's so many things about her that I'm like, I want to be Maggie when I grow up. It's amazing. She does. She has this like very cute little
1: camper van. Yeah. My mom was really cute when Maggie didn't do well. My mom said, get in there, grandma.
0: (laughs) Oh, she loves Maggie Maggie and your mom would be friends. (laughs) They
1: really would. So that's why my mom is rooting for her.
0: So everyone else in this challenge more or less does pretty well. I mean, Lizzie does fair. Hers don't really bubble, um, but they end up being... So there's very little lace, but they end up being really tasty. She's modeling them after McDonald's apple pies, which I think is very on brand for her.
1: (laughs) Very on brand.
0: And then the other one, the other person who doesn't do great is George. He's really, really rushed. Again, if we remember last week's signature, his were also the mini rolls. His were also super, super rushed. And so they're really messy. But Prue loves the flavor. So he makes a cinnamon Cypriot Again, something that I'm a, f- a flavor I'm not familiar with: brandy snap with pistachios and orange blossom cream with mastica, which is another I mean, flavor I'm not come interested on, in. Or I'm all not of not that just Sounds familiar. Just amazing. So yeah, and he he's talking about how these are his grandma, who he calls his yaya. These flavors are inspired by her, which I love it when they bring stuff like that in. They are a total mess, but they're the flavor is sensational. So you know he does a lot better than they necessarily think. Going you know, when they're they're just walking up. I think the only other one who they really are like kind of not thrilled with, well, not even not thrilled. Like Amanda, she goes a different route with her dough, but they turn out to be okay that snaps are just a little bit too thin because like she kind of mixed the dough in a different way. And before, as they're putting them in, like they're panning around at the beginning, showing everyone putting their snaps in the oven and everyone else's are like these little flat brown discs and hers are very doughy. And yeah. that comes through in the end product. They're very, very thin, which they don't love. And then also Freya, who's making a brandy snappuccino. And the way she says cappuccino is cappuccina. so odd. Cappuccino. She just is like the most monotone voice I've cappuccina. ever. heard. Like, yeah. like cappuccino. And
1: even Noel was like, can you like, say can it one more time? Yeah. Say crack one more time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, but she puts so much espresso in there and they're like, whoa, this is too much. Great. Oh, no, that's not true. One more guy doesn't do very well. It's Jairzino. He's rushed at the end. His flavors are too strong. They just say it's not well executed. Mm -hmm. He was doing a chocolate passion fruit and pineapple brandy snap, and he just gave himself too much to do.
1: Can we also note that Roshika did a mini ice cream cone, and it looked amazing, and she It did look really cute. And she nails it, and I was really happy for her.
0: Yes, she did really well. I feel like Rashika is like very hot and cold. Like when she does well, she does really well. And when she does badly, she does really badly. Right.
1: And I think she really needed to start out this week pretty strong. And she did. So I was very happy, very happy for her.
0: As we're moving into the technical, I feel like the people on top are Jürgen Giuseppe, and Christelle.
1: I would agree with that.
0: And then I feel like at the bottom, we have Jorzino and Maggie.
1: And Amanda. I was a little bit just for whatever reason, I had like a gut feeling about Amanda, but definitely Maggie and Jorzino.
0: Totally. Okay. So the technical this week is a sandwich jammy biscuit
1: and... Which can I pause real quick because my dad walked in and he was like, I would eat an entire case of those. And my dad loves nothing more than a jammy biscuit. So this is a huge (laughs) fan favorite with my family. Amazing.
0: I'll have to text your mom for tips. I wish that the baking, the, the technical had like a phone, a friend.
1: Oh, yeah, because my mom is a very good baker, and I could just see her nailing this one.
0: Before we go into this, though, I want to talk about last week's technical, which I baked, the malt loaf. And it has a whole story to go with it, (laughs) because after I baked it, something crazy happened.
1: Something happened. (laughs) Something
0: happened. So I made the malt loaf, and you guys all saw it last week. It basically is a very, very, very wet dough, very similar to making like a banana bread. Um, a few notable things in the U.S. I came to find that malt extract is just called malt syrup treacle, which is what they use. Partially what they use to sweeten it is not widely available in the U S. So I use molasses, which is similar, but not exactly the same. And then the same thing with the type of sugar you're supposed to use muscovado sugar, which is harder to find. And it's really, really expensive. And so I use dark Brown sugar, which again is similar, but not exactly the same, but I felt like it still came out really, really like what I would have expected. A few things, I think I overbaked it just a little bit and mine didn't rise very well. So they have you do this step at the beginning where you're soaking the the prunes and the raisins and that's to make sure that they're not too like, you know, claggy or like too chewy in the, in the dough there softens them up obviously. And they have you add, so in this bread, there's no yeast. So the, the rising agents are baking powder and baking soda, which is really common They have you add, though, the baking soda to the raisins and the prunes while they're rising or not rising, while they're softening. The step where you do that is you add it to basically this really hot liquid. So it really bubbles up and releases all of its gas. And so the baking soda didn't have any gas left to release in the bake. And I don't know if there was something that I did incorrectly in that step, if I should have waited longer for... The raisins down. Don't you wish cool you could have called
1: Jürgen. God, he would have just ah, known. Juergen,
0: just help me out here, man. So mine didn't rise very much. It, it rose some, but I didn't have like the break in the top like other people did. And um, it definitely was like very close textured. But it tasted really good. It tasted like the bread version of Raisin Bran, which I had no idea what to expect because, by, by the way, guys, it smelled nasty. <laughs> like the malt it really, extract, like oh, it just smelled really yeah. strong. And, mm-hmm. you know, malt is not a wonderful flavor, super close up in high quantities. So I was really worried when I put it in the oven, I was like, this is going to taste really just like too earthy and kind of weird, pungent. Mm-hmm. Like pungent really pungent. is the best way to describe how it smelled. But as it baked, it got a lot better. And when I, it came out, the flavors had mellowed out. And um, yeah, it tasted pretty much exactly like Raisin Bran. So I had a couple slices, go to bed, leave it out on the counter. And the next morning, my husband, Brandon, walked, we have this six-month-old puppy She's a lab mix. She's a giant, we'd call her a bumper car and a garbage truck. Like not even a garbage disposal. She's a garbage truck. She just like will eat sticks. And like, she's the type of dog who would just swallow a tire. You know what I mean? Like it's it's almost like she can just unhinge her jaw and things just disappear. So you're seeing where you can probably see where this is going. Brandon left for work. He leaves for work really early. And I got up a couple minutes later. And in the time between Brandon leaving for work and me getting up, The dog grabbed the entire loaf off the counter and just horked it down in one bite. And raisins are toxic to dogs. If you guys don't know that, it's random. It's not intuitive, but raisins are super toxic to dogs. And even and grapes are as well, obviously. And even just like a couple ounces of raisins can put a dog into kidney failure. So it's not even just like, oh, it upsets their stomach. Like there's something about it that's truly toxic that can go into kidney failure. So and there were a lot of raisins in this, in this loaf and she's a puppy. And so I just didn't know, like, anyway, so I called the vet and they're like, well, since it just happened, you just need to get her to throw it up. So give her some hydrogen peroxide and she'll throw it up. I give her some hydrogen peroxide because she is a garbage truck. Nothing happens. And then I remember that one of the things about this dog is that every time we put her in the car, every time could, we could be driving across the street she throws up. She is like most car sick dog I've ever met. So I just, it's 630 in the morning. I'm wearing like not wearing shoes. I'm not wearing a bra, grab her by the collar, drag her out to the car, put a towel down and just drive her around the neighborhood in circles for about five minutes until she, the desired result was achieved. So got the loaf out of her body. It really was almost practically in one piece and saved the day and didn't have to go to like the doggy ER to get her stomach pumped. So that's my story about the malt loaf and my quick thinking to get my dog to throw up. And (laughs) I'm hoping that that, I don't think I'm going to have that same problem with the, the jam.
1: Yeah. That was a close call.
0: So, okay. On to this week's technical, I'll review it more in depth next week after I bake them. I am excited to bake this one. It's a good, you know, it's always interesting to watch them do it because there are some things like the things that they worry about are good to know. Like it's a very wet dough. It really needs to be chilled. Uh, there's just so much butter in there. It has to really be very chilled before you put it in the oven. Otherwise, it'll just melt and turn into a melty mess. So as we are going into the judging for the technical, those are the things that are kind of, kind of worrisome. Like, did everybody get the structure? Did everybody get the the biscuit correctly? Like, it's supposed to have a little stamp. So really, they were looking for people I to mean, know that yeah. they needed to be chilled.
1: And I'm thinking, like, if there was ever a technical, this feels very technical. <laughs>
0: Yes, totally. There's a, and they also have to make their own jam, which like that's its whole own skill in and of itself. There's a lot of just little details about this that you need to just know intuitively. So, Rashika comes in last, and the reason she came in last is because she baked hers in like a sheet and then cut them out with the cookie cutter, which was a very weird approach. I think she just was having too hard of a time getting the dough. Anyway, it was a weird, weird approach. Second from last is Christelle. Ninth is Jarzino. And then third is Freya. Second is Giuseppe. And first is Jurgen. So Jurgen and Giuseppe Jurgen. are just like yes. killing it.
1: They're killing it. They're killing it. I just, I mean, these are the moments during the uh technical where you're like watching everybody struggle. And, it, and I was really worried about Rashika because she started like five times over again. And it's like you're in trouble. You're in trouble if you have to start over during the technical. Like that just to me, I was getting a little worried about some people. (laughs) Totally. Like Like you know
0: that they've only given them are
1: going off. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know that they've only given them exactly the amount of time that they need. Exactly. Yeah. And no more. So going into the showstopper, I still feel like Jurgen and Giuseppe are very much in in the lead. I feel like Freya has maybe edged out Christelle a little bit because Christelle did so badly in the technical. She got came in second from last in the technical and Freya came in third. And I feel like she's so those are my kind of top three going into the, the showstopper.
1: Yeah, I'm thinking Freya, Jürgen, Giuseppe, uh, yeah. Christelle. I was worried about her jam. I was like, come on, you know how to make jam. But Come on. Can, I can tell just uh, by
0: looking at you that you know how to make jam. Right.
1: Everyone has their weak points and strong points. And look, this is just nerve wracking. You know, when people are like piping things and their hands are shaking, I have to remind myself that I'm like, this is a competition. Everybody gets nervous. It's not going to, you know, you're not thinking straight and you have to be like laser focused when you're baking. <laughs> so... Putting yourself under pressure, you have to really have that mental capacity to like handle stress. And I know that sounds really silly, but you can see when people start to really like melt down that it totally affects their thinking.
0: Okay. So going, oh, and then also I feel like Jarzino, Rashika, and are in the bottom. And Maggie is not in the clear. She landed very much in the middle of the pack for the technical, and she really needed to do well. And she just did like decent. So I'm a little bit worried about her going to the showstopper. So heading into the showstopper, it is a 3D biscuit replica of your favorite childhood toy. And it must be interactive, which they sort of leave it up to interpretation what interactive means, whether it's going to move or you can kind of like play with the, you know, play with it. So, Joy, if you were to make a 3D biscuit replica of your favorite childhood toy, what would you make?
1: My favorite childhood toy... Uh, something that's interactive. Oh my gosh, that's really. <laughs> um, I actually don't know. Like, what was yours? I was thinking, like, I'm surprised nobody did like a dollhouse. Yeah, a dollhouse is good. Like, this honestly, the first thing that came to my he- head, like, I loved stuffed animals. So I'm like, uh, maybe, oh, 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 a Barbie car for. Oh, sure.
0: yes, that would have been
1: 1, great. 1000% make a Barbie car. I feel like
0: I would have done like either a dollhouse. I never I didn't really play with dollhouses, but I feel like it would have been a good thing for this challenge or like a Polly Pocket. Yep. Something like that. Or
1: I'm surprised nobody did like a Lego or Lincoln Log situation. Lincoln Logs, Jacks. I feel like like one year someone actually made Jacks, which was really fun. But yeah, I feel like you could have done a
0: Lincoln Log and actually had them like buildable.
1: Oh, that's a Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. So
0: maybe that's what I would have done. But we're going in here. Maggie's feeling optimistic. And
1: and I'm feeling optimistic for Maggie. I'm like, come on, show us what you got.
0: Yes. By the time it star- it's time to start the judging, Maggie is crying. And it was so sad. Oh, so these are my so sad. Maggie's like anything- optimistic. Maggie starts crying.
1: <laughs> anything with Maggie crying, I can't handle. I can't I handle it. So in the order that they
0: did the judging, we have George. He made a plane. It's supposed to spin on a little motor. And as they're like leading up to the, to the end of the challenge, the motor is not working, but he fixes it. It does. It spins. It's great. The brisket biscuit is pretty good. And then he also made these like cloud cookies that are also good. So he's doing fine. Rashika made a pinball game, lots of moving parts, really tasty and thin, great texture. They love it. She's in the clear. We have Giuseppe who made a reverse board game which kind of looks like backgammon. It looks great. It's super neat. The biscuit's great. He does great. Giuseppe is killing it. I'm just like blown through these.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's so many. Yeah. Chig's
0: made a snooker table, which just looks like a pool table. Can someone please explain the difference between snooker and pool to me? His biscuit is decent. It's a little bit cakey, but they like it. Lizzie makes a paintable truck. And Paul is like, this feels kind of like a cop out that you didn't right, have to actually right, decorate this right, because you right, just right. Like, did like a us, DIY. But,
1: but I think it was right. cute. <laughs>
0: It was cute and it was like it's not like she did that as a last resort because she wasn't able to get it painted like that had been her plan the whole time. Paul doesn't love her flavors, but overall she does fine. Like she doesn't flop. And now that you know, in, in the second week not flopping is pretty much enough to keep you in the clear. Jurgen makes a windmill. I in this judging felt like they were giving Jurgen maybe a little bit too much credit. Like I feel like if it had been someone else They might have said this is really nice, but there's the design was so simple, like it barely had any decorations on it at all, Mm -hmm.
1: and that feels like to me something they would have brought up to someone else. But yeah, but I gotta say, the second he starts saying that he's gonna make a windmill, I'm like, I'm ready for it. I'm like rubbing my hands together. I'm settling in. I'm like, I am so ready to see. Now that I know he's such a science brain, physics genius, right? like, Like he's gonna really bring it. And not only that, can I just say? And this is a very probably dumb question if you're because I'm not really a baker, is why wouldn't you use gingerbread in something like this? Like everyone uses gingerbread. There's a couple of people like Amanda that don't use gingerbread and they try to make this huge structure and it just falls apart. And the whole time my mom was yelling, why aren't you using gingerbread? Like Because
0: gingerbread can hold all of this together. Right. And that's what so. Great point. Everyone is using gingerbread. I should have said that at the beginning, except for Amanda. And I think really, and actually I feel like Crystal maybe didn't use gingerbread either, but hers was fine. But I think the only reason that you wouldn't use gingerbread would be like to set yourself apart because you would think like, oh, everyone else is going to use gingerbread.
1: So I'm going to like yeah, but try to be different gamble. and get extra yeah, credit points. It's a gamble. It's a huge gamble and it does not pay off. Right, it's like one of those things where I get the gambles, but you gotta have a gamble that you're pretty darn confident about. Like, totally, uses like gingerbread for a reason when they're building a huge structure.
0: <laughs> and like, if you are gonna gamble, it's you would. A thousand times rather go just the well-known path and do it well than do a gamble that's, like, iffy, that turns out so-so. Right. Like, they are always going to go, always going to, you know, reward a solid, more expected route than a non-solid, unexpected route. That wasn't a very clear way of saying that, but you know what I'm saying. All right. We are on to Christelle. She's made a vanity table, which is very cute. They think it's adorable. It's really tasty. It's like got all these little pieces you can play with. So cute. Freya makes a rocking horse. So at the beginning of this episode, we come to find that Freya is a competitive horse jumper. She has a horse named Winnie, which is very cute and punny.
1: And Freya also has the hair of a horse tail. (laughs)
0: <laughs> her hair
1: is so long.
0: It is very long and it's like always kind of in her face. But her rocking horse is very cute. The biscuit's a little overbaked, but they're okay with it. They are like, but it, look how like well it stands up. In con- contrast to Amanda who tried to make a rocking horse as well, but she tried to use a sugar cookie recipe and it totally collapsed. Like when you walk up, I mean, I know that, this, that you don't know this is happening in real time because the music doesn't play when you're in the tent. But when someone is walking up to the judging table and the music stops,
1: like, you know, it's a problem. It's a problem. Well, not only that, the second she starts, I mean, from the beginning, she's trying to glue this, this thing together with sugar. And I'm like, all right, totally. we're already having problems. We're having major problems.
0: From the get-go, things are cracking. And then by the end, it just is in, like, tiny pieces. Mm -hmm. Paul kind of just, like, chastises her for her biscuit choice. But they say it's tasty. And he he gives her, like, the I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed, which is brutal coming from Paul. (laughs) He's like, if this had worked, it would have been the best thing I'd ever tasted. Oh, man. It's like, oh, just drive it in there, Paul. Maggie is up next. She makes a beach house and right from the beginning, when she's explaining this brief, I'm like Maggie, this is not going to be enough.
1: Mm-mm, mm-mm.
0: It's too basic. She's like, you know, I didn't really have any favorite toys growing up. We would always just go to the beach. Her, it's too basic. Her gingerbread is too thick.
1: I'm thinking at this point, Maggie is going home. Yeah, I was a little worried about it, and it all—it just looks like an elementary school project, like an elementary totally. school kid put this together. Right. It's not really interactive. Yeah. It's
0: barely interactive. It just looks very, yeah. It's not the level everyone else's are at. Jarzino is last. He makes a ship. The paint looks awful. It's supposed to be sort of this like tie-dye vibe and it just looks horrible. It's very messy. It looks like a kid did it. And the biscuit is tasty, but it just like looks like a mess. So going into the judging, who well, are some
1: the... Of- let's not overlook Rashika. Did we talk about Rashika?
0: Oh, did I with- not do
1: Rashika? Right. Cause she had no. I did the pinball game. Oh yeah, the pinball game. Okay. But she did great. Like, okay.
0: She did great. Great texture, really tasty and thin, very interactive. They love it. Prue like snaps off a piece on X. Ax- she breaks it immediately, but that's Prue's fault, not for she does. <laughs> <laughs> okay, going into the judging, who's on the top of your list? Who do you think? Oh my god. Win?
1: I'm sorry I'm biased and it's kind of obvious, but Jurgen, I was like, for sure, Jurgen's is the best. I'm
0: thinking Jurgen or Giuseppe. And then I'm thinking Maggie is going home.
1: Yeah, I was thinking Maggie or Amanda.
0: So Jurgen is Star Baker. That's two in a row. That's a hot opening. Two in a row. And then Jarzino goes home. Yes. Which Everyone, I think, was surprised by it. Maggie was very surprised. She's looking around like, oh, my gosh, really? Really?
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: I'm so glad that Maggie is still in it. Jarzino, to be honest, I don't have strong feelings about. So I'm not like, get him out of here. But I'm also not like heartbroken that he's right. gone. Yeah. Kind of middle of the road again. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm mostly glad that Maggie survived. So there you have it, guys. Biscuit week.
1: Biscuit week. All right. So who do you think is going to be? You still have top three the same as you did last week? Who were my top three last week? <laughs> I need to look back. I think well, let's just say okay. who are your top three right now?
0: I would say my top three. I think my top three last week were Jurgen, Giuseppe and Freya, okay or Christelle. And I would still say that those are my or maybe I was saying like Jur- Jurgen, Christelle and either Freya or Giuseppe. I forget who my alternate was. Yeah, but I would say my top three are Jurgen, Giuseppe, and yeah, either Christelle or Freya.
1: Yep. I'm at Jurgen Giuseppe and Freya Christel are pretty close runs for me. Like they're kind of head to head. But if I had to pick one, I'd probably say Freya just because of the nerves. I feel like Christelle's starting to crack a little bit. Like I saw this mm. week, just how stressed out she gets, mm-hmm. which not to say that like you can still work under pressure, but the way that she kind of freaks out, I'm like, oh, no, no, no. This is a bad sign for what's to come because it's only going to get more pressure.
0: <laughs> I will also say I feel like if we're going to have a sleeper it's going to be Chigs. Yes. He's, you know, sometimes you have that person who like doesn't really make any waves in the first couple of weeks but, but just, just is so solid. Work. Yep. Yeah. So, we'll see. Yeah, I think
1: he really showed that with his pool table. Like they freaking loved mm-hmm. it. He could like play pool. Yeah. That was great.
0: Yep. All right. All right guys. Well, this was a blast as always. Thank you for this joining is. us. And send us your send us an email and let us know who you think is going to win. You can email us at thisisjoyandclare at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram at joyandclaire underscore. Please share this podcast with your friends. We love doing this podcast. It's probably my favorite podcast that we do of our three, which we also have a podcast called This Is Joy and Claire, which is where we kind of just like chat. <laughs> we have a podcast called Girls Gone Wad, which is a little bit more focused on fitness and health. And then, of course, this one on your marks, get set, bake which we love and is so fun to do. So please tell your friends about us and we will talk to you next weekend for episode three.
1: On your marks.
0: Get set. Bake. Bake. (sighs) We are so close. So close. (laughs) Okay, bye. Bye. We're never going to get it together. (laughs)